dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back at it again, you can't make this shit up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Welcome back, partner. Hey, man. We doing this one a little, a little midweek for yeah, y'all, man. Midweek, so. behind the curtain. Niggas got shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got, I got a lot of gigs and, you know, kids and wife and life. So yeah, life to, happens, man. We had man. to squeeze this one in a little early for y'all, so we would make sure we didn't miss one. We dedicate to this. We appreciate the listeners that sharing today, friends. It's all love, man. So we wanted to make sure we stay, do our part, man. Absolutely, man. I'm going up to my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Celebrate my nephew's first birthday, Young Maverick. Yeah, It's what they named him. But I call him Rose. (laughs) He looks at me very confused whenever I say that. (laughs) And plus, you know, it's Mother's Day weekend, man. So I got to go see my Dukes, man. Absolutely, man. We definitely can't miss those. My family, we usually do a pretty dope. Uh, like after church, they had like a little area where you can eat and stuff. And uh, we all, all, all the men in the family bring a dish, mm-hmm. whether you cook it or buy it. We bring a dish. <laughs> got that KFC. Got the, got the JJ chicken on deck and all that <laughs> stuff. But we bring a dish and just make sure all the mothers don't have to cook that day and kind of just let them all fellowship with the fam. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a good little time with the family. So we, that's a. Uh, I'm 33. That's a, at least 25 year tradition. We got. That's going what's with. up, so, man. Yeah. Traditions are good for families, man. Absolutely. So we do that Mother's Day. So shout out to all the mothers listening. Happy Absolutely. Mother's Day to y'all. Absolutely. And man, we got a lot of common, man. You know what I'm saying? When we talk off mic, we have a lot of common. And Both our mothers are nurses, and we're named Kevin. Exactly, man. You can't make this shit up, man. You literally cannot make this shit up. Yeah, man. Man, I remember when I was like in elementary school. My mom was in nursing school at the time, so. My mom is working two jobs, going to nursing school. My older brother's at school. Whenever I really wanted to, man, this is why I love my mom's to death, man. One of the many reasons. I can wake up one day and just be like, mom, I want to go to school. I want to go to school with you. And just to go to school with your moms and see your moms work so hard to put the family in a better position, man. Because she went to um, Tri-C. They had a nursing program at Tri-C. And we go up there. They would uh, they had like these big yellow couches I would play on, and uh, they had a basketball court up there. I just thought it was like another world, dude. They had like a ramp in there, mm-hmm. and I just uh, run up the ramp and run down the ramp. So it's like crazy to think like back on that, like as you know, from like uh, thinking of it as a, so I'm 37 now to think back on it as a, you know, what I'm saying a seven year old, like I actually had fun at school yeah. with my mom. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. <laughs> Do kids still do that? Because I was talking to someone else like, you know, yeah, kids can't let just like take off. Like you got to bring that doctor's note. And yo, I got the perfect story. <laughs> mm, was it? Yeah. Last Monday, not this Monday, last Monday, my kid Sunday complaining of a sore throat, not feeling well. So Monday she gets up. I'm like, you trying to go to school today? You feel all right? She's like, I want to go to the doctor. So when she she's she's the kid that loves school, loves everything about it. Mm. So when she doesn't want to go to school, it's like. Yeah, we need to get her checked out because if she had a choice, she would go to school. Like she loves okay. it. So 
we just take her to the, you know, I stayed home from work, took her to the doctor, ice cream. We had just a daddy-daughter <laughs> day, you know. She wasn't really, like, acting like she had no fever, just sore throat, allergies type, you know, that mm-hmm. time of year. Man, the school, it was like 10 o'clock. My mom's calling me. And I'm like, what's up? And she's like, the school just called me, wondering where Camille was. Is she with you? I'm like, yeah, she's sick. I took the doctor, like. I gotta check in with my mom. Like I can make right. that, that decision myself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, we we day daughter day. Man, they called my job. They called my wife, her job. Like they was looking for us. And I'm like, it's amazing how like you can like when me and you were younger, you can miss school for two or three days <laughs> yeah. before they start looking. Like she it's two hours later. Like they they own that. So <laughs> At least in my at least in my kids' school district, they are. Right. I was just about to say. I was about to say. I don't know about that dating public no. boy. They might be like, I'm glad this right. motherfucker. Ain't if here. two more ain't here, I'm out of here. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So yeah, we. But it, yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely a a difference that I see. Because to piggyback off of your story, you just told. In the summer, my, my mom when I was younger was a home care nurse, so she mm-hmm. went to people's houses and took care of them. So in the summertime, six, seven, eight years old, while your friends is going to camps and going to this, I was just like, they're like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm going to be with my mom. Like, I literally would be with her mm-hmm. while she made her runs to these these houses. Oh, okay. And that's probably what led to me falling in love with the medical field, being a medic in the Army, mm-hmm. you know, paramedic school. Like, I went through all that. I still have that passion to help people. Okay. DJing is kind of like my yeah. little, you know, give back. Like, I'm still giving something to the people. And, you know, but... To see her take me to school or take me to work with her and see what she does and all that. Like, when school would start, I would still want to go. So sometimes I would miss school and go with her to where she was going, and it was no problem. You know, it's like, (laughs) these days now, your child, if you live, you know, living in the right area and good school districts, they... They want to know where your kid at. Not only is there iPads in the classroom, they want to make sure your kid is coming to use that iPad. You right, know, they, they right. looking for you, so... Man, it's funny you mentioned going to work with your moms. I didn't have that, uh... Have that. My mom was a registered nurse in the emergency department in East Cleveland. Mm. But people in Cleveland, they already know what that is. Yeah. But, uh... People that may not fan, know... you know what that is. Yeah, man. If you not know... If you don't know about East Cleveland, man, it's, uh... You know, every city has one. You know, they call it Vietnam. Right. It's one of the roughest crime areas in Cleveland. And she worked in an emergency room and she worked the graveyard shift. She mm. worked from nine at night. When the alcohol's flowing. Yeah, for, till uh, mm. seven in the morning. So, you know, as a kid, it was cool that moms wasn't home because, <laughs> you know, like I said, my brother is six years older than me. So she's going to whoop his ass when she hears this. Uh, <laughs> He would, you know, hey, I'm making a run. You want something to eat? Cereal on the fridge. Play this Sega. Play this Sega Genesis. <laughs> play this Nintendo. Anything happens, run up the street. You know what to do. And me being the good little brother, I never snitched on him. I, whenever my mom's pressured me, like, where was your brother last night? I was calling. He ain't pick up the phone. I don't know. Yeah. You better tell me. I don't know. I'll buy you this. I don't know. So, big bro, if you listen to this. I never dimed you out, and you owe me <laughs> right. because she loyal. beat my ass. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's what loyalty gets you. Loyalty, sometimes. boy, loyalty, <laughs> man. And that's the crazy part about life, man. Is the world is so big, but in reality, it's small, man. Because mm. two people from from Cleveland, one from Dayton, both named Kevin, 
both moms nurses. Yeah. Both dealing with a lot of the same things, man, in life. That's how that's how the world is, man. Yeah, man. I think that's what you know, not to get all mushy. That's <laughs> I think that what developed our friendship over mm-hmm. over time, man. You know, it was like everyone else that meets Kev Nash. You know, it was it was it was radio, it was business, it was Try to do something, you know, to help me and try to do something to help the city with this radio station thing, right. you know, and then getting to know you. It's like, yo, not only is we same name, but I actually fuck with this dude. Like, <laughs> cool dude. Like, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. man. It's a lot of life is life is crazy, man. Yeah. Life is, you know who else crazy? Mm. Trump. I, now, it is Thursday. It's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy tweets out. Happy single de Mayo eating the taco salad. <laughs> man, when I tell you my brother was irate. Now, my brother rarely calls me. He only calls me when it's like something important. Like, yeah. hey, uh, the Buckeyes are on. Or, <laughs> hey, make sure you uh, send this to mommy. I forgot to send this. Or, call grandma. She was asking about you. Something important. This dude calls me like this motherfucker Trump. I swear <laughs> to God if this motherfucker president. I swear <laughs> to God. I'm like, man, what happened? He's like, you ain't see what he tweeted out? So I'll check it out. I'm like, hey, man, what you ex- what do you expect for someone like this, man? What man, do you expect? It's tough, man, because this is just, you know, my personal opinion about the whole thing. In the very, very, very beginning <laughs> of all <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I know where you're going. I was a supportive of the ideal of a non-politician background individual and a good business. You know, Trump's made a lot of money. So of obviously bread. he knows how to handle business. I was I was supportive of that idea of someone from that realm of life managing our country because the president, at the end of the day, they just manage it. Like mm-hmm. they don't get to really pull the trigger on decisions, and it, everything has to go through the Senate mm-hmm. and through the House. And for people that don't follow, you know, I'm definitely not nowhere near a politician follower. Or but I just I like current events in the news, mm-hmm. and and you learn that when these bills come up for these you know presidents to sign. By the time it gets to the president, the bill could have been about MacBook Pros. <laughs> and by the time it gets to the president, they've thrown in, you know, some, they call it junk. They just they throw in stuff that hopefully that they don't see. Oh, okay. And they don't, yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. read that 2,000 page packet of sneak paper. something in. Yeah, so they sneak stuff in to where you sign that bill and it was about that. By the time it gets to the president, it's, it's about something totally different, you mm-hmm. know? So that kind of stuff I wanted out of Washington. Mm-hmm. But with this Trump guy, he, I mean, he's the nominee for the Republican he, yeah, party. He's, he's going to be dudes dropped out. So he is the nominee. And there's people like, I saw like people burning their voter registration, like Republican support. Like they, they are just people that's not on it. But at the end of the day, if people don't get out and vote, right? Because apparently it's a lot of people that's on it and feel the same way that he does. Absolutely. We're, we're going to be, we're going to be seatbelted in like a child <laughs> and hopefully he don't crash his car. You know, that, that's what it's going to feel like, in my opinion. So it's, it's a lot of crazy thing going on. Like I said before, it's a lot of people that feel the same way he does. And, you know, I used to do this thing and I'm probably going to do it again this summer. A real good friend of mine, Mike Collins, used to work at the radio station. So, man, I'm always talking, man. Cool as hell. And uh, I don't know how it happened, but. I saw a Confederate flag one day, so took a selfie with it, and then just out of the blue, I just started seeing more and more. Like I, uh, um, me and wifey used to stay in uh, West Carrollton, 
So I would ride my bike down there, you know, get on the bike path like in Miamisburg. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Miamisburg oh. was down with the cause. <laughs> like, it was super down with the Confederate. Yeah. I was, so I would send them one. He's like, dude, stop sending me the same one. I was like, no, this is different. Right. Or like I would see the little mud flap. So I crouch down, get one flag in somebody's truck. Sticker on somebody's car. Mm-hmm. Yo, so I go back through my phone. So over last summer, I sent them over 10 Confederate wow. meat and a Confederate yeah, flag. Just so, that you came across. Yeah, that <laughs> I ran across. Right. So, you know, that's just one small segment of Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Imagine how the whole state feels or, or the whole, yeah. the whole country. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a lot of people that feel that way. So if you don't feel that way, you got to get registered to vote. Absolutely. You got to go vote. Get your voice heard. Because if you don't, like you said, you better yeah. buckle up, man. And, and my message I want to get out to is if you got a criminal you know, background, still go through the process to see, you yeah, know, like let them tell don't, you no. don't let them scare you off saying because you got a felony, this felony, that like nah, I, I don't know all the don't. I'm not as smart as I see, you know, so, <laughs> you know, it might be no for you, but <laughs> yeah. let them tell you that. Don't just sit back and be like, nah, I can't because I got this like that. We need every single person that has goals in life mm-hmm. to to get out there and, and make sure they, and we ain't trying to tell you to vote for who, you know, you vote for who you want to vote for. Absolutely. But do your research and be happy with, you know, I saw Adrian Broner. <laughs> I mean, like some of the things he was saying about why he supported Trump is like, you know, I get it. You make a lot of money and you want taxes lower, but. But you ain't always yeah, make money. You're going to have more money and not be allowed to spend it because they're going to be, you know, Rules and regulations on how black people can live their lives if right. if we don't get this together. So, you I know. was gonna talk about AB, mm. the problem, Bronner, <laughs> about billions. Cincinnati zone. Shouts out to all my Cincinnati people. <laughs> Mike Wilson listening in Houston, Texas. Yo, what up, homie? Yeah, yeah. Appreciate the love, man. My homie Jimmy Mack listening in Houston, Texas. <laughs> I know y'all listening. Yeah, Jamil Houston. I know he out there too, Ooh. man. So, Jamil, what up? A.B., I'm going to just say it like this. This nigga's a coon. Coon. This nigga's a coon, man. I got Cincinnati people that's going to be mad at me. He really is from the slums of the natty. But just because you from the slums of the natty don't mean you can't pick yourself up, man. Exactly. That's not (laughs) an excuse, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a a difference between, you know, what Floyd does and what he does. Yeah. You know, I, I look at. You know what I'm saying? Not that I condone a lot of things that Floyd does, but, you know, it's showmanship. I know boxing yeah. is showmanship. You got to yeah. put on a show, put on a persona and everything like that. But the persona, or if this is really how he is, whichever may case, case may be, it's not good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a bad look. It's a bad look for black people. It's a bad look for his pockets. Yes. Because, I mean, he's about billions, right? R- supposed to be. You turn down that deal with Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? You could have, you know what I'm saying? You could be sponsored by Nike, Adidas, Pepsi, but you choose to be a coon. Yes. You're cooning, bro. <laughs> Flat out. Flat out. Flat out. Flat you cooning, man. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's sad, man, because, like, he's a good boxer. He is, you know, strong, athletic. Like, he, he can, this could be. He, he could be on the on the other side of the coin with this, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he could really be in line to take that Floyd mania when Floyd rides off in the sunset. You know, he had he had he 
this is a very small chance now, but he, he had a lot of <laughs> he had a bigger chance to really be that you know that next guy that we all kind of you know kept an eye on, and we still do. But it's for the all for the wrong reason. It's like Cat Williams, man. Like he, they in the same category of just like <laughs> you grown making coon decisions. Super. Do Speaking, you think? Let me say this go, real go quick. Ahead. Speaking of coon, oh, well, you on the same topic. We can stay on the same topic. <laughs> no, it's kind of the same topic. Go ahead. Do you think that? This is a the Floyd versus Adrian Bronner. Do you think that's real or you think that's just like a ploy for the, you know, they got behind closed doors and like, yo, we're going to make this big super fight happen. My last 50th fight. You know what I'm saying? You just hype it up. I hype yeah. it up. Talk shit about you. And then we, and then I go out in a blaze of glory. We make this money. I hook you up with your biggest payday and we good. Like that, that is what me and Smoke would do if it was an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like Smoke's my best friend. Mm-hmm. But like I do feel that way because if they was as close as they were, you you could hit him up and talk to him on the way to the gym at ten in the morning. You know, like you should be able to conversate any problem, anything you had going on, good or bad. But is it the big age difference? Because like Floyd is like what forty, he's like twenty five. Like there's a major age gap. And Floyd like, was younger and doing yeah, he was wilding. doing things too. So it's like. I think Floyd kind of like laughs at it, like we like some of the older people that <laughs> right. listen to this to this podcast do. Like you laugh at it because it's like the, the the decisions, like who is in his camp is allowing this to like like still be on this. Like it's it's sad because you, like you everything's there, but yo, how the way you carry yourself, right? The way you handle business, the way you. You know, you 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 burst out and do these things and do the. It's just like you're constantly. It's like the Johnny Manziel. I mean, like you you can name people. That's just. <laughs> I think the money gets when you have every, everybody in your life. You got more money than mm-hmm. you start to feel like can nobody tell you nothing. That that has to be how. I wonder how I would handle having millions of dollars. I would like to find out one old. day. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as a, yeah, as a young man, like, I was really on. Is on one? Yeah. I was on I, several. The numbers was <laughs> was up. Like, I was going in at that age. And it's like, and that's just going in with the end of my military time, coming home, going to Columbus and Cleveland and Cincinnati. Like, that's just, that's just kicking it around here. Right. If you had the money to be in. Belize and be in wherever you want to be, yeah. Every party and bottles and like they they'll be throwing it at you and you'll be and you've been chasing it. So it's like a constant layup line, you know, like <laughs> exactly. So that has to be difficult. So I I try to give these young men somewhat of a like, okay, you allow one 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 big mess up because right. I not to change subjects, but I've always wondered. With the things I did in my past, if social media was around, would I even be able to walk freely in the community? Like, would, I, <laughs> I, would I be locked up is, 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 is a wonder because, you know, mm-hmm. like some of the things you do as a youth, you know, you think with the wrong head or you just make dumb decisions. Bruh, me so, and my homeboy was just talking about that. Like, so if you have yo. money and you have all these all these issues and like that's going to make that what stimulates your mind that way. And what you like to do, you know, people that do that stuff like to do that stuff. There's no way you like to be an asshole. Yeah. So if you were an asshole with millions of dollars, you feel like you can't be touched. And then it just gets worse. And it snowballs into these these crashes, man. Adrian the problem, Bronner. Mm-hmm. <sighs> now, he wears me I, out. Ju- <laughs> I, just, I just got into Snapchat. 
I posted my first <laughs> Snapchat yesterday. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And then I posted my second one today. Still don't know what I'm doing. So I, you Snapchat, right? Yeah, but it's still my rookie year. Okay. Let me tell you my Snapchat. Break I, it down I, for me. I had Snapchat for a year or two on my phone. Never it's been out that it. damn long. It's been out a little while. It, see, I'm showing my age when I say shit like that. And <laughs> I had it, but like you said, you would go to it, and I had no understanding of what how to even get through this. Right. I felt like it was like the cool kid club, and I wasn't invited. <laughs> you know, it's like, what is going on? So, to be honest, I started uh, just seeing people post their pictures and it had that Snapchat look, the, the, the mm-hmm. you know, just the way that looks when you post that. And I just really started messing around with it. And all of a sudden I fell in love with it because it's, you can, you can have that party and be drunk and having a good time and, and sharing that moment. But like at 2 a.m. the next day it's gone. Woo! You know, so it's like, <laughs> or you can delete it in the morning, but like, you know, like, People really just kind of share their moments on what they're doing with their lives. Some people, I think for me right now, I'm, I'm in a place where I'd be wanting to snap more, but it's like not, it's not catchy or it's not what I want to share at the mm-hmm. moment. Like what I'm, if I'm at work helping veterans all day, right. every day, to snap that every single day is like, we get it. You work at the VA, you know, like, <laughs> so it's like, but people who have, traveling and you know they, right. they, they live like Khaled you know he's killing the snap right now it's like I was joking with my friend but then I thought about it like how much am I really joking about this like Khaled be dropping knowledge yeah. if you really take the time to look past his what what we all think is silly and funny stuff that he does major like, key like he really grinds for what he believes in and Man, it's like he was telling me about the time he was snapping and he was just talking and signing contracts. Yes. Like, like he ooh. had a table full of contracts and he's just snapping like big deal, new deal alert, major, you know, whatever he got going on. But it's like businesses are at like he's he's changing his life just showing his learn. Like that's the ideal of a grind. If you're looking for one, because Khaled every day talks about nothing but what he got going on in his life and what he wants to push and the things that he cares about. It was right. Like, if you're doing it for something, then that's a good person to model yourself after. Now, it's only 24 hours in a day. When you think about dudes that grind, man, the first person that always comes to mind when I think about grinding is Puff. Absolutely. Because, I mean, that's somebody I saw from here to stage now. You know, I remember him in the Father MC video dancing. Yeah. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Then I remember, you know what I'm saying, him on the Super Cat Daddy My Baby remix rapping. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he brings out Biggie and the whole bad boy era. Now I do slanging vodka. And it's just like, man, it's 24 hours in a day. How do you maximize 24 hours in a day like someone like 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 Puff and Khaled? Like, damn, these like, niggas work hard. Khaled said it too. Like, he does that same topic. What are you talking about? Like, these people bet. They go all in on themselves. Like they, they put all their chips. They, they going all in, and if it don't work, their 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 life is like they went all in and really bet on themselves. You know, bet on their ideas, bet on what they wanted to do, and it's like you have to give it. You have to think, especially as a rapper too. You gotta imagine like so and so is putting out this and putting out that. Like I gotta keep. I gotta work just as hard. Right. So and then. 
I wonder when you look at the MJs and the princes, you know, is, is that grind and nonstop, I want to be the best. These people, like, we lose a lot of mega, you know, mm -hmm. life changing stars to fatigue, to, yeah. to wearing themselves out, to, you know, getting diseases. And, and they, I mean, it's just like they are addicted to pain or they have pain problems right. and medications. And it's like, People are working themselves literally to death. Absolutely, man. And you grind, but I, I was talking about this the other day. I was like, yo, talking to the wifey, yo, cut some of these shows that we watch off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's it's like a chore to watch TV. Yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> like, what else could I be doing besides watching this show? I could be practicing DJing. I could be practicing this. I could be doing that. I could be at the gym. I could be doing a million other things. And that's just, I got to cut some of these shows off, period. Yeah. Like, I told her, I was like, all right, after this season of Empire, I'm done. After I didn't even watch this season just off of that. <laughs> like, I don't, have, I don't have that much time in the day. I'm done with that. I'm <laughs> done with Bates. I'm cutting a lot of shows off. I'm about to trim the tree down to, like, Blackish and Modern Family. <laughs> I watch that Blind Spot, too. That's my show. For Mo real. Monday I gotta, man, I got to still got to finish season two of daredevil on netflix <laughs> so it's like man i gotta cut some of this shit off man because it's 24 hours in the day puff getting it cali getting it i need to get yeah, it <laughs> just give me a give me a vine like give me a, <laughs> give me a branch off this tree like i just need something because like you say the we have nine to fives that we do mm -hmm. and yours is a little more cooler than mine i must say so myself <laughs> so you know you we work I have a wife, I have two children and another daughter on the way, so I'm about to have three kids. And it's like, yo, I need to make sure that I get to enjoy this time of mm -hmm. them growing up, being one getting get myself healthy and like like there's there's goals I have for me. And it's like you you push for one thing, like I wanna start losing weight and getting myself together. But it's like, I mean I gotta like not download songs every single night because I got DJ or like you Instead of, instead of sitting at home on the laptop downloading songs for four hours, I could be at the gym walking, running, swimming, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. it's like I had to, like, pick one. And it's like I wish I was in a position to where I could do what I loved, but still, like, I mean, look at Khaled. Now, I made a joking snap yesterday about this, but Khaled works out every day on <laughs> Snap. But And my joke was about was, like, I, I'm all for that, but he still looks the same. <laughs> so my my problem is I'm bigger than Khaled. So how long is it gonna take me to get this weight off? Mm. And I see him at least, you know, now he could be doing ten second sets just <laughs> just for the snap and then calling the day. Like we really don't know. Right. We're not there trying and to get another check. These people are entertainers <laughs> at the end of the day. Like they know That's how to fact. make this work. So if he wanted to really do eight push ups and then act like you're breathing hard and then go back and drink some Ciroc no one would know you know so but major key alert yeah it's just it's like <laughs> it, it sucks to have to pick and choose the things that and, and they all could be important to you absolutely 24 hours in a day is like yo I gotta sleep at some point I gotta entertain my kids make sure they get homework done hey wife I'm married I gotta make sure she's straight <laughs> you know everything's good check in with moms oh I DJ oh you know it's like it don't stop. Like, it don't stop at all, man. I guess that's just a part of getting grown. I guess you know, I'm grown. You, you, you these miss grown people problems. You, you miss that 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 twenty five year old that you know you just went to school, 
12, 1 o'clock, if you wanted to go hoop from 1 to 5, <laughs> do what you want. You know, it's like living you know, off of refund checks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when, and for me, the GI Bill, you know, when, I'm, when I got out of the military, I tried out, I played tennis in high school. And okay. I, I made Sinclair's tennis team. So they were paying for my school because I made the team. The GI Bill was what I lived off of, how I paid my bills, my rent, you know, and GI Bill, you know, it sounds good when you look outside like, man, I'm going to get $1,400 a month. Mm-hmm. That's 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 great. Y'all ain't got a cell phone bill and car note insurance. You know, it's like living with moms, everything's good. <laughs> All right. You know, then you start feeling yourself, partying hard, trying to fall in love because you want, you want what your friends are starting to chase and you... T- tired of chasing these hood rats and <laughs> scallywags out here. So you're trying to settle down and be with someone. And the next thing you know, life. Like now, you got to rent. You got, you know, a million other bills. And then you start throwing kids in the in the way. It's Woo! like, these kids, ain't they ain't cheap. Man, I was just about to complain about me having to cut the grass twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, that ain't nothing compared <laughs> to running around with some kids, bro. So yeah, life life is, you know, it's what you make it, man. And then I try to I try to just keep a level, keep keep it all level, you know, like try not to get too high, too low. You know, I got I got war, PTSD problems and sleep problems a little, you know, still, but for the most part, man, I'm pretty level headed and pretty, mm-hmm. you know, mellowed out guy, you know, and it's like I have to be that way. And just not worry about nothing, you know, like not worry about what people think about me or worry about how I look to this people or this, you know, it's like, yo, I just got to make sure I'm around, you know, I'm trying right. to do my best to stay on the right side of the grass, you know, that's right. that, that's my daily wake up, you know, it's like, gotta, I got to get this together because cause if, if, if you're gone, ain't nobody, you know, that was your, you only get one shot Yeah, you got one yeah. shot. You gone, you gone. So. I was talking to wifey about this the other day. She was basically, nigga, you need to relax. <laughs> like, everything doesn't have to be planned. That's my biggest thing. Oh. I have to know <laughs> another, what's going on. Another Kevin uh, uh, <laughs> mutual <laughs> mutual issue. <Yeah. laughs> Dude, it is like the biggest, oh, it drives me crazy, man. I, I don't, I hate surprises. I I got to know what I'm doing. Like, I literally, before I go to bed, write down my list. All right, I've got to make sure I get this done tomorrow, get this done tomorrow. Oh, shoot, I forgot I got that meeting with someone. So, oh, that's going to bump that back. Got to be home by, got to have everything done by 6.30 because mm-hmm. 6.30, me and Shelly going for a walk. So get back at 7.30. So at when she gets home at 6 o'clock, I'm already like, Looking at my watch. I got my walking clothes on. Got my whatever I'm going to listen to while we walking. Ready to download it. Ready to go. All right. 6.15. Yeah. 6.20. (laughs) And then 7.30 roll around and we not walking. I start getting irritated. And she just be like, dude, it's 6.30. Like, we got to get this underway. Yeah. So if we not even out the house, she's just like, oh, my goodness. Dude, what is, let's, let's speed up a little bit. Maybe we can speed walk it out, still get back home by 730 so you can do what you got to do. Like, I can't help it, man. Yeah. I don't know where this came from or why I'm like this, man, but I just. <laughs> I know for, for me, man, that, that military at 19, you know, I was, I was in a mindset at that age where I wasn't ready for college. Chicks and ass was all I, you know, like that's all I thought about is is banging chicks. That's all I, that was that was priority number one for me at that age. 
And then Sounds I re- like 19 to me. <laughs> and then I realized, like, you know, all my friends is going to O State, going to UC, going to U, wherever. And then they, they hit me up on, on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like, I'll be home. I'll What's be up? home. And I'm like, yo, I cannot be the guy that everybody calls when they come home that ain't just, they ain't doing nothing with them. They, 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 they just here working, doing nothing with, the, with their life. You know, it's like, I can't be that guy. Mm-hmm. So the military was, you know, an option for me. And I just, without putting much thought into it, I was like, yo, <laughs> uh, let's do it. Let's see, we'll see what it is. And I think going through that process of boot camp and, you know, they break you down. I mean, I caught home crying week one. Like, <sighs> mom, what did I sign up for? This place is the worst. Like, miserable. But, you know, they break you down. They build you up. And then from that point on, man, it's like you just got a different outlook on things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, the planning and stuff. Like, just today I was telling you on the way here, man. Like, my wife, I had planned. I got to leave by 630. Mm-hmm. So whatever you got going on, we get home at 5, 515. Whatever you got to do between 5.15, be home by 6.30. <laughs> she wanted to run to the store and grab some groceries and blah, 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 blah. So I call her at 6.15. I'm like, where are you at? She like, <laughs> she like, I'm checking out. Cool. We live. We don't live too far from the store. She should be here. 6.25. You, you about here? I hear in the background. That'll be 12.24. Please pull to the first window. I'm like, so you getting food? I thought you went to the store to make dinner. That sounds just like She's like, McDonald's. well, I, I wanted to get the kids uh, some McDonald's. So, voila. so 637 rolls around and she pulls up. And I'm like, why is it so hard to just be, you know, like, let's, let's just in. To her, it might not be a big deal. But, like, I like to be five, ten minutes early to any type of thing I'm going to. Like, I don't want to be huffing and puffing getting there hey how you doing i'm, I'm here you know right like, like i want to relax take my time you know i want to be rushing and right but, but I'm, I'm i'm a stickler for like i don't want to keep you waiting or keep anyone else waiting mm-hmm. for me like and if it happens to me i'm really not that like bothered by it you know as long as we ain't talking an hour later if right. it's, you know minutes you know not an issue but like to me doing that to someone is like I know he's just sitting there waiting for me to get there. You know, it's like I I, I care about those things and mm-hmm. I care about sticking to a schedule, having things planned out. Every every night I try to tell my girls, get your clothes together, put your book bag. It's gonna be forty seven degrees. You wanna wear a coat? Get you like I don't wanna have to do this in the morning. Oh every man, I just morning. thought about that. <laughs> I just morning. thought about that. Can you find my shoes? Can't you? it's like I just thought about that. I ain't got kids. So I don't even know that that struggle. Man, you got to like. Of teaching a, a small person, a miniature you, yeah. how to be punctual, how right. to do this on time. And like, I'm, I got my kids is yes, man, yes, sir. They, you know, they respect people. They, they, they told to be quiet. They be quiet. Like, they, like I care about that because I see people that just. And this is something I want to touch on towards the end, but I want to touch on now. So we're talking about it. Yeah. I had an experience today that blew my mind. So I got off work early, had to make a few runs, had a few meetings. <clears throat> Excuse me. A few, a few runs, a few meetings to go to. Got home, and I wanted to, you know, work on some DJ stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll get home. I'm getting ready to get started on it. Now, before I got home, it was probably like 3, 3.15. My, my wife gets off at 4.30. I call her, like, just check it before I get home. You're not leaving early, are you? But my boss might be coming up here to give me something. He going out of town, so if he come, I can leave at like four. Like, you want me to come get you now? Like, I'm out. Let me come head that way. Right. We'll just go home because he might not come to like four fifteen. I get home, get situated, 
phone rings. <laughs> he just came. If you want to come get? <sighs> Let me just get this over with. Let me go get everybody. Come home. Then I can work on my DJ stuff and, and make it here. So I'm going out to go get my wife. There's a two, maybe three-year-old daughter, or sorry, two or three-year-old child walking. I live by like a Dollar General and like a little mm-hmm. walkway to get over to our apartment. This kid is just walking in the street. And I'm looking, and I don't see no adult in sight. I'm looking. So I'm watching this kid. She's walking, like, in the street in front of the car, not on the sidewalk, like, in the street. And she goes to this bush and a little electrical box, and she's sitting on that. And then she walks way down the sidewalk and comes back. Like she's, We're talking, like, three or four minutes, no adult. So now my, the daddy mode kicks in. Right. I'm like, yo, where is this? Like, did this baby sneak out the house? Why did, you know, did, they, did they even know she's out? I'm like, should I call 911? Like, should I... Do something, or you go to that moment where it's like, should I get involved? Like, right. And I was, to be honest, I was just about to smoke, bro. <laughs> so I'm like, not KD. only this is messing yeah. me I'm up, like, but it's about like, to mess call, me up. If I call 911, man, uh, I'm not the, that's gonna be a process. So I'm <laughs> like, I'm gonna do the right thing. So I call and I'm explaining to her, like, yeah, I just came out in my apartment. It's this child out here. I don't see an adult. I've been out here three or four minutes. I don't see anyone out here. Just wanted somebody to come by and check on this little girl, make sure she's straight. So 911, literally, could you hold for one second? And I'm like, 911 will put you on hold now. Right. So I guess they have like a call center. Oh, for and like then they transfer you to what area you're in. Oh, okay. So then I got transferred to the city I live in. I'm like, damn, like I really like, what if I couldn't breathe? I was choking. Like, right. it's, like if it was some real deal stuff going on and someone needs to be able to help me right then. So maybe if it was, if it was not urgent, they move you maybe. I don't know. Got to my right 911 person and explained <laughs> the story again. So now I've been on the phone for like three or four minutes. So now we're talking like seven, eight minutes. Right. All of a sudden, as, as I'm explaining what the little girl has on and where I'm at, I see a lady coming around the corner from the store. And I'm like, I'll wait till she gets closer. I'm like, excuse me, is this your child? She goes, yeah, why? Bruh. And I'm like, well, number one, she's been out here almost 10 minutes by herself and I ain't know no one was with her. I'm like, if I could, if I wanted to be an asshole, if I was that kind of, you know, pedophile, one of them, one of them people, mm-hmm. I could have been on I seventy and halfway to seventy five before you even came around that corner. And she got, she gets mad at me because I asked her was that her child, like, yeah, and she was like in her phone doing stuff. And I'm I like, thought she was gonna be one of the ones that come out with their uh, nightgown holding it together <laughs> with their hands, right? <laughs> but my whole thing is. That kid was out there long enough. You had to still be in that store shopping. Right. Because you came from the store. Like, I know there's nothing over there but a store. So you went to the store to get something. You had a bag with you. That kid is just roaming around the neighborhood. And it's like three. Like, she was, she couldn't have been no more. Three at best. Wow. Like, the 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 slow step walk. You know, like, <laughs> little. So I'm like, yo, this is... It's just amazing how people are, Happy man. Happy Mother's like, Day to her. <laughs> yo, it, it blew my mind, though. Just on, just that blew my mind, bro. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Blew my man. mind, man. That is nuts, man. It's a lot of it's uh, sad, people man. doing it's some crazy-ish out here, man. Yeah, absolutely. But somebody ain't doing something crazy, man, is Drizzy Drake. Mm. Views from the six. <laughs> the homie about to be on Saturday Night Live, not this Saturday, uh, May 14th, man. Have you heard of Views yet? Mm-hmm. I have not heard it yet. I haven't either. I got it, but I ain't heard it. Shouts out to the regular label. They sent me a clean copy. Don't know why they sent me a clean <laughs> copy. I mean, you know, I prefer the dirty. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of people that I talk to, man, my homeboy Jimmy, 
he's a big Drake fan. So he hit me up after he got it. it was like, yo, this Drake is fire. I was like, oh, the ghostwriters hooked him up. <laughs> he's like, nah, nigga, this is all him. I was like, how you know it's all him? Because he's singing. I was like, so this nigga dropped the R&B album? He's like, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he's Yo. calling me a hater because I'm not a Drake fan. I, I've heard that that's what it was. I heard it was a lot of R&B on it. Like, I haven't got a chance to, again, life gets in the way sometimes. Right. Like, people don't realize this, this the DJ grind I go through, like, I literally sit down for, like, my weekend will be 8 in the morning to 2 downloading music and catch it up. <laughs> Cause life is in the way during the week, you right? Know, so, but I've heard a little bit about it. Want to check it out? But I heard it was a lot of singing and yeah. But I can't lie. Like if Drake puts it out, I usually like it. Like <laughs> I don't know if it's a light skin thing. Maybe it's my, <laughs> my light skin brethren has has envy shouts out. You know, shouts out my light skin brethren out there. But I think, man, I, I I like his music. But then when the whole Ghost Rider thing comes up, it's like, yo, how how, how much of this is not you? Right. <laughs> and like, that's the difference between nowadays and, you know what I'm saying, late 90s, early 2000s, man. Like, it's a, people don't care. How don't you care if somebody wrote their own bars? You only caring about the presentation? What about the execution, the actual writing, the craft of hip hop, dude? That's part of it. You writing your own bars. Absolutely. Like, people, like, I, I think back too to like, even like the funk era, Motown, like, like, the the process that went through some of these people stevies and princes like mm-hmm. they play every single instrument that you're hearing in the background it wasn't no no beats now you know they was playing instruments and then producing themselves engine like they were doing all this work so you were almost a fan of like how creative and talented right. they were now music sometimes feels like we all at the Cavs game and we in the line shooting half court shots and if you make it that's your one hit wonder right and then next summer, you know, by by August, it's over. You know, it's like people shooting that that shot, and it's like they don't people don't care if if, if it gets on World Star, if it gets on right. somebody's video and it gets shared, like if it gets popular, this whole Running Man thing mm-hmm. going on, like if it gets going, oh, it's going. Yeah, you <laughs> you won for the summer, like. You, and that's another part about the game nowadays. That I have so a short. problem with it's uh, no originality, man. Because yeah. I mean, you know. I, I I salute the homie designer, man, because he took a $200 beat and he's got the number one song in the country. But there's no denying he sounds just like Future. And getting five five figures. <laughs> Good gig if you can get it. But, you know, and nobody sounded like Daz Effects. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody rapped like Red Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's you still talk one about of my that, favorites. You talk about that crew. You talk about that crew. You had... Uh, EPMD, Daz Effects, Redman, Keith Murray. Nobody sounded the same. Right. Nowadays, if you're in a crew, everybody raps exactly the same. The same. Like, the Migos. I have no idea who is who. <laughs> right. The best thing about the Migos is they still got rapper names. Yeah. Offset. Like, that sound like a rapper name. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't even know... I'll, that's the only one I Quavo know is or off. some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, the only one I know is Offset. That's the only one I know. <laughs> it's, that shit is crazy, man. It's, it, to me too, man. I think these late, like the the business behind it, like they they would rather catch that three month wave, one hundred percent, to make that five hundred thousand back, one hundred percent. I mean, look like, at Trinidad James, man. Yeah. Def Jam gave him a million dollars for an EP. They milked him. 
They got him. They put him out there. And now they was like, after he put out a dud, it's it. It's a rap <laughs> city for you. You go back to mixtapes, Blair. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you at the Vex. <laughs> 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 uh, like it's to be at that. Like, I mean, think about like, even like, I even look at like, um, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Ace Hood. Mm-hmm. You know, Ace Hood. He always seems to, for a minute that he came with a summer hit. Yeah. But it never really like translated. Right. So he, he's he's around and you know the name, but like if you see a new Ace Hood song come out, you might listen to it and even like it. But if it don't get caught on something, mm-hmm. it just it's forgotten in three weeks, four Absolutely, weeks. You know, man. and it's like And he got a good alley oop from Cali. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a <laughs> I mean, one but of then, the things. And then he, you he have like, spits bars too. Right. And then, but then you have like, even like Cassidy, you know, like the rapper Cassidy. I mean, like, he's one of the hottest freestylers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But he can't get that huge. You I know, mean, his not, biggest not joint even was a, with Kales. Not even an August Alcino push. I mean, we talking <laughs> like nothing. You know, he had the, he had the, the early, early 2000s and all that, mm-hmm. you know, run. But like the longevity of these people is like, you hold on to they to they hit they had from when you was in a moment in life that you enjoyed, you know. Right. But the new stuff don't don't catch on. So it's either you get the 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 one hit wonder guy, or you only if you're lucky enough to make it to the top fifteen of artists that stick around that put out music yearly that people you know uh, gravitate to. So mm-hmm. it ain't there's there's no really like a solid course to success in the music because you're either gonna be that dud. <laughs> or you're gonna hopefully catch that wave, but like back in the day, it was like everybody got their shot. You right. know, you you got to go on the little chilling circuit tours, and you got to really, you know, put your music out there. And there was some, you know, some duds then too, that some one hit wonders. But for the most part, man, you gotta you really like if you worked it at that time, you know, there was there was a chance for you. You know, now it's like you can work it as hard as you want, but if it's over. It's, if it's, it's over, over. Salento is over. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's over for that kid. It's over. I hope he. <laughs> I hope he milked it for every single dollar that was possible. I hope he was doing like the whip, nene dance, whatever. Uh, at across Major League Baseball like last summer. So I hope he milked MLB for every nickel yeah. he could because son, <laughs> you're got- all you're back to high school, sir. Right. I got a quick question for you before yeah. we get to your part two of your rap Ooh, story. Because I ain't gonna let you bars. slide out of here. You're not sliding out of here without giving me that. Oh man, I took a so, lot of flack last week. <laughs> my quick question I have for you is how do you feel about LeBron doing this Space Jam movie? Are you bringing that back, man? Like, do you think that's is that good for the kids of, of today? Like, absolutely. Steph Curry is gonna make an appearance. I guarantee you. you know, I guarantee <laughs> you he will guarantee. not be in that. You don't think so? I put a, I put money on that. You don't think so? This is this is my feeling on it. I have zero problem with LeBron making Space Jam two. One, I am a Michael Jordan stan. So anything MJ did or does, I'm with. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, it's a movie, dog. Yeah. It's a movie. Come on. It ain't. It's not like it was Gone with the Wind right. or New Jack City. Right. It's a basketball, <laughs> funny, it's bring your kids. the Looney Tunes yeah. <laughs> yeah. and Michael Jordan playing basketball versus the Monstars. I just see some people talking about it, how it's like, you know, some people don't want the classic touched. They don't like, and it's not like you, 
key, you might have that in your DVD collection in the wall that you don't even pull out no more because right. it's Netflix. You might have it over there, but when you're ready to pull out a movie, that ain't one of your choices. <laughs> right, that's you not know? the so go-to. Let, let that man just get that movie. You know, that's something that this generation don't have. You know, they don't have a, a movie that really caught on and really they grew up with and, and still talk about and still, you know, like, remember. You right. Know, so. This is my thing about it. This is why, if I would say I don't want him to do it, this is why. Because ultimately, he may not be the best player in the game right now. Two, we all know who the other players are going to be. Yeah, They're all going to be Nike athletes because okay. Nike makes the world go round, dude. That's okay. a fact. Yeah. There's not yeah. going. So that means no Steph Curry in the movie. That I think he's, he's still going to. Not going to be any man. He going he gonna to put. Okay, I say it like this. I see Melo, Chris Paul. All his boys. Kyrie. Them his boys. Then, you know, saying if the Cavs win it, you know K-Love and Kyrie going to get in there. Mm -hmm. You know JR trying to get any type of love he can get. So I'm thinking it's going to be all Nike dudes. It's going to be the cool kids. And that's how it's going to be, man. I don't don't see James Harden making an appearance with his – his Adidas song. (laughs) I just don't see it, man. I I just see these, like what Steph is doing to the league right now. Like the kids, they love it. Like I, I don't see how, uh, from a business standpoint, you don't want him in that movie. Just yeah. on the simple fact of that's what I'm saying. He should be the star of the movie. He yeah, should that's, be space that, that was kind of like my when I heard this. I'm like LeBron. Like he still gets that you know King LeBron treatment. And Absolutely. Yeah, he's still one of the greatest players we've ever seen. You know, you can't deny that. But like you say, his Steph is really changed. Like basketball is changing. It, it's changing. It's changed a lot. <laughs> it's changing. And LeBron comes from that. If a team older, shoots 25 threes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like, from that, not older guard, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's grown. He's established. Like, stuff about LeBron James doesn't scream cartoons to me. Stuff about LeBron James screams Wall Street, business, yeah. bread. When I look at Steph Curry, you know what I'm saying? He got the two young daughters. LeBron's kids is bigger than us. <laughs> right, right. And you know they, what I mean? They can hoop better than exactly. us. Exactly. <laughs> I don't see kid-friendly LeBron. Like, when he was younger, yeah, but now he's grown-ass man. Yeah. When I see players like Steph, shoot, I'm thinking, oh, man, that's, that's what the kids want to do. My homeboy, he coaches AAU ball. He says, yo, man, like, all I see kids wear is LeBron's. KD's um, and Steph Curry's like people like yeah the kids wear Jordan still but people that's in there wearing Jordans is the coaches yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> right. like yeah I got my got my J bones on my my threes I got my fours like the older people still wearing Jordans yeah. but the kids they they wearing them damn Steph Curry's and it's like amazing to think Under Armour is making a dent on Nike yeah I mean you know I. I follow all sports and even the whole, you know, like even golf, man. Like mm-hmm. some of these players are getting hundreds of million dollar contracts with Under Armour right now. And they, they're pushing the envelope, you know, trying to get like even the, uh, what the baseball player. Yeah, is. yeah. Uh, he just signed a, a Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, yeah. yeah. He just signed a big one. You know, and it's like people are like getting into like if, you, if you're able to, to groom an athlete, groom that athlete, <laughs> man, because you can really like – these people don't even live off of they what they're 
what they're good at. Right. You know, like they the business side kicks in and they're making the the the, the NBA or the golf or the the sport of their choice money. Their actual salary is like blow it money. Right. I mean, the endorsement money pays the bills. Pay like the, it's crazy how much money you got to think about that because the endorsement people. deals are year round. Athletes. Depending on how they set up their contract, they only get paid during yeah. their their sports yeah. calendar season. NBA so. players, you know, you a lot of y'all don't get sixteen weeks. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you rounds. Think about, you think you think about that, man? Like four months. You know, you, you imagine that you ain't getting no check. But could, but could you imagine having enough money to not have to do nothing for another eight? <laughs> All you gotta do is work, stay in shape. Like. That's the crazy part. Like you know, I I I love. Like, I got friends that are athletes, man, and it's like to see like you know even my my buddy Brandon, man, Brandon McKean, shots to my homie, man. He you know retired, you know mm-hmm. injuries got in the way, you know things got in the way, but retired, but he's still able to pick and choose the road he wants to take mm-hmm. with 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 minimal stress on the outside looking in. You know, right. I don't know this man's pockets, you know right. all that, but on the outside looking in and. Knowing how much minimum NFL salaries are <laughs> and knowing that this man don't have 35 cars, you know, it's like he ain't blowing his money. Like he's able to sit back and decide life after football, I want to do and chase that, you know, right. and that's, that's dope for the ones that, that do it like that. You know, it is the, the ones like Antoine Walker, you know, chasing Jordan, <laughs> the casinos. And now you spend all your hundreds of million, like, how snake eyes, nigga? Like, how are you? How are you comfortable? Even if you got it, how are you comfortable saying I'm betting five hundred thousand on this chance? Or I'm betting, you ain't MJ. Yeah, like you, because when that that was when MJ was getting twenty five million a season. And that was Bulls. amazing at, at that time, nigga. That's crazy. That's nuts. And, and, and you you chase that, and then you get caught up in that in that lifestyle, and like some of these young, you know. Rookies and two-year, three-year players, man, they they ain't making the money that the star is making, but they're trying to live that life, and they and they caught up in that aura of I'm an athlete, so I gotta go here and buy thirty thousand ones, and I gotta go mm-hmm. here, and, like yo, chill out and just. I look at my buddy Will Allen, man. He's prime, great example of a just a smart man. Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I never shout out Pittsburgh. Ah. Shout to the Buckeyes. <laughs> but man, that man, man, he special teamed it for a while. He was a, you know early on starting safety for like Tampa, mm-hmm. but special teamed it, stay healthy, man. He's thirteen years in the league. I think he, <laughs> I'm amazing. not sure if he's gonna get picked up this year. I'm, I think I'm not sure if he is or isn't. But just the you know the to be able to play football for that long and make great money to mm-hmm. set yourself up for life after football, how, how, how you want it to be. You know, got the NFL pension game yeah. popping too. So, you know, that's love, man. So, yeah, man, it's – can't make this shit up, man. You can't make it up, man. You, so, you talk about Under Armour, my homeboy Reg, his son Lil P, super athlete. They live by the Under Armour code at their household. <laughs> I was like, yo, man, what size uh, shoe Lil P wear? Tells me or whatever. He's like, yeah, make sure you get him some Under Armour, though. I'm like, y'all was about to get him some, some KDs. Like, nah, we Under Armour family. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? I mean, you didn't wear the black uh, Nike Sharks in high school? You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? It's, it's, right. I'm, I'm, team, I'm team whatever look good. Right. <laughs> Even them air joints, the big air on the side, I don't know what they yeah. call, but like to see those coming back. Yeah, the Pippins, yeah. yeah. The, 
There you go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a shoe head. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm deep. I leave that for Kevin Nash. I'm man. deep into oh, this yeah. shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, man, so here we go. Last week. Oh yeah. I embarrassed the hell out of myself. So many people hit me up like K Fine. You went by K Fine, really? Yeah, I did. Okay, shoot me. I was 12, 13 years old. Shoot me. I'm sorry. Oh, and what was the was it was it Hilltop something? Or Hilltop was, Posse. There we HTP. Go. HTP. Oh God, it still it still hurts saying it. <laughs> Phase two of my rap career. Let's see. I'm say about start this about 16. So I'm deep into Red Man. I'm deep into, super deep into Keith Murray. So, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm I'm a smart dude. I'm going to start using big words in my raps. Mm-hmm. So that was that's what I was on. Uh, now it's a different three-man crew. Now we with myself, my homeboy Darian, and my homeboy Dennis. Now Dennis, he stays in a VA right now, family, doing great, doing his thing out there. Actually still does music too. You see a thread in here? Yeah, yeah. My other dudes still do music. I don't. So maybe I was the weak link holding us back. <laughs> but uh, now, Dennis, he is probably one of them dudes that could do anything. Dude was super talented. This dude, hoop game was crazy. I'm like, one of them dudes that you like, man, he should be playing on the on the team. He should be playing in college. That's how dope he was. Dude could really play, but you know what I'm saying? Stuff got in the way to prevent that. Uh, dude could draw. Like this type of this type of dude was talented at everything he tried. Now, me and my homeboy Darian, we were still rapping. So, you know what I'm saying? He comes into us. Like, oh yeah. And it's the first time I'm probably ever saying this. When he started, he was doper than me. And I was I was doing this for years. And like he just started and he could he was dope. I was like, damn, this nigga good at everything. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Competition, you know what I'm saying? Cats got better and better. But the biggest thing about that whole era for us is we used to ride around in his uh gray, what kind of damn car did he have? Ah, oh, it's going to kill me. Escape, not an escape, escort. He had a little <laughs> gray escort. We used to ride around in that and just freestyle. We used to buy the maxi singles on purpose just so we could have the instrumental. So we we wrote songs to millions and millions of instrumentals. But this the kicker. Mm-hmm. Our new name, new rap name, Uh-oh. new rap name. Oh, hashtag. <laughs> the group's name was Corruption. That's how. That's how we that, was gangster. That sounds ninety ish. Yeah, very right. <laughs> <laughs> he went by chaos. Dennis went by chaos. My homeboy Darian, he went by catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And yours truly. Uh oh. I went by disaster. Ooh. You couldn't tell us nothing, boy. <laughs> oh, you man, look, we were, we was trying to get on with Red Man and mm-hmm. and all that whole. That was our style, man. It was it's. You talk about how designer sounded like <laughs> like future. <laughs> right. We sounded like Daz Effects, Red Man, <laughs> Keith Murray, and Keith Murray, exactly <laughs> like that. But people fucked with us, man, because we was young, running around, getting it, freestyling at, um, it was this place in Richmond Heights called the uh, Dollar Theater, uh, just like the Danbury here. Yeah. But, like, it used to go up. Like, it was a spot <laughs> for all the teenagers to hang out, and uh, we would go up there, be freestyling cats in the parking lot, man, getting mad love, so... So that was phase two mm. of my rap career, man. And I, I got a little bit better, but 
I still think I was the weak link. <laughs> I can I can honestly say that. Yeah, man, corruption. I went corruption. by disaster. Man, I gotta work on these names, dog. <laughs> like, like you said, it do sound nineties, man. <laughs> Definitely does sound about ninety three in there. Yeah, <laughs> it man, got a little nineties sound to it for sure. So man. I embarrassed myself for the day. Hey, nah, man. Hey, it's all it's all a growing pattern, man. <sighs> we. Anything that anybody did at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, like, it can't be something you're proud of today. <laughs> Very few things. Only thing I'm proud of at that age is that I was I was able to play a lot of sports, man. I went from basketball, I went to soccer, I went to baseball, like, just fell in love with sports, mm -hmm. you know, so that's, that was that age for me, being raised in a single-parent home, you know, that was mom's way of getting me, you know, just some some man man love around and right. just people that I could look up to and, and I had some great coaches along the way. One of them became my godfather, you know, so it was like, you know, that our families now are closer than ever. So a lot of a lot of that time frame for me was was, was good. But I definitely had my <laughs> had my thing I was making beats on my on my Casio keyboard and you know, yeah, all all that jazz. So we all we all thought we was doing I was I remember I was recording like like the BT, I would had a VCR recorder uh -huh. and be recording videos. Oh yeah, trying to make like a mix of videos <laughs> to be able to play when someone's coming over or when when yeah. I had when I had the girl come over. I had my I had my TLC or whatever was on or you know on BT at the time or MTV showing videos. Like I literally would make video mixes then, like thinking I was doing something. And it, <laughs> You when look at him and it's just like, baby, 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 come on. It's a video. Shoot that shot. And then you get that like static line to the TV <laughs> and then another video just pops in. Like it was horrible. No transitions. Yeah, horrible. Horrible. So. You got a military story for the people. A lot of people want to hear it. My homie Mike Wilson, he needs another one, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give y'all another funny this week. And then next week, I'm going to share another like war type story for some of y'all. Like that Black Hawk Down type stuff. Oh, you shit. Know, so. But this one, man, this one's hilarious, man. So. 2004, um, my unit got tasked out to go to uh, Fort Lewis um, in Tacoma, Washington. And we were there to uh, run a, it was called a warrior leadership course, where the college students from all over that were in ROTC mm -hmm. would come to do their, like, I think it was like maybe two weeks, two or three weeks, where they would come and basically, like, learn the military. It was there kind of like, Summer boot camp, but not really a boot camp. But they were all going to be officers in the mm -hmm. military. Was you hard on them? Oh yeah, we. <laughs> oh yeah. It, so where I worked at, I I had tried out to be, or I had uh, volunteered to be a lifeguard for a lake where they do a. Uh, it was a fifty-five foot tower, and you repel on a zip line across this lake, and you fall in at the end of the rip, zip line, but you mm -hmm. go across this whole lake like three hundred feet. It's like huge. So, but it's 55 feet up. There's a net that's about 20 feet long. So you got about a second to decide, are you committed <laughs> to this? Or are you, just or are you scared and you're just going to fall on this net and climb back and go down the ladder? Well, that's not, I'm going the wrong way with this story, but I'm just giving y'all what I was doing. So the nightlife of that area is Seattle, or if you was in Tacoma, but Tacoma didn't have Sir, much. Sir, mix a lot country. Yeah, so we was... <laughs> Make that drive to Seattle and party. And they had a little area down there called Pioneer Square. You know, you spent your $20 to get in the the block of clubs. And you can just go from club to club, you know, across the street, mingle in the clubs. It was no cover. You could bring your drink from one club to the next. Nice. 
So that was the party area. Met some chicks, you know. I was there for four months, so every weekend was like go time, you know. I'm only here four months, so I gotta <laughs> gotta get to it. Who I'm meeting tonight? Yeah, I gotta get to it. So met met some ladies and a lady that I was kicking it with while I was there. She had invited me over, like she said, I'm having a cookout next week. If if you're able to get off base, you know, you should come. So cabbed it over to her house, <laughs> sitting there, you know. Hot dog brats music, you know, just a regular Saturday and summer Saturday. And uh her friend had invited somebody who was in the military too. So he shows up. Now he, now he's in a van. Okay, we have like company vans. Oh shit. And these vans are like those twelve passenger, fifteen passenger vans. And and he done drove this van over there, right? Because the person who walks in is my first sergeant. Now People who don't understand military structure, every morning you have like a formation. Mm-hmm. And the person that runs that formation is either your, your commander, who is like your boss, like who makes the ultimate decisions for the unit. And then his assistant, who kind of manages the enlisted people, is like the first sergeant. Okay. You know, then you have like a, a brigade is the next level up where you have like colonels and sergeant majors and like the big, big people. But he's a... The highest ranking person in our in our unit in our company. So he walks in, he looks at me, and I'm like, "Aaron, what's up?" <laughs> no, I had to, I had to, I couldn't say first hour. Like I'm, it's Saturday. I'm I'm I'm, I'm with my chick. You know, I'm supposed to not know this guy. Right. So I'm like, "Aaron, what's up?" She's like, "You know him?" I said, "Oh yeah, we from the same base." So then he's like, "Yeah, Kev, what's up?" Like he he he's playing with this. So we first name bases, we partying, <laughs> having a good time, drink shots, you know, the whole shebang. But I don't have the cab at home, so I can ride in this passenger right. van. So he was like, let me take you back. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So once we leave there, you know, we get in the van. <laughs> the lecture I got for that 30-minute drive Are back to Fort Lewis was full of niggas and like, oh, you better not. Just... Like, so... Like this dude was married. Oh, this dude, this dude had kids. Like he's first sergeants in the military normally rank, I would say between thirty five and forty five years old. Like they're they're grown, grown ass men. So he had like, the whole shebang, right? And he just gave me this lecture about you know if I hear if it goes into the unit, like he was threatening me, like I will fuck you up if this gets out. But to to show his loyalty, I'm like, nah, I got you, top. You know, top is like a first sergeant term. Like we call him top. I, top, I got you, man. It's cool. I ain't. The weekend is the weekend, and and Monday, I'm I'm hands behind my back. Yes, first sergeant. You know, it's all good. He's like, so I like you, doc, because they call <laughs> medics doc. Mm-hmm. So we had another probably two and a half months there. When I tell you, <laughs> we'd be in formation, and oh, and like he would be mad like the unit somebody might have messed up or did something stupid, got in trouble. They would hold formations and we would do like cigarette butt detail where you get trash bags and you're uh, just walking around the barracks looking for trash to pick. Like having you do stupid stuff as like punishment. From that moment on, every time somebody got in trouble, he had them doing stuff. But right after the formation was over, Stanford, come here. He would call me over. Sergeant Hesses, I'm taking Stanford with me. All right. We would get in the van and go see the chicks. <laughs> Banging these chicks out, bro, for months with my first sergeant, bro. When I tell with you, with a ride. When I tell you the best two or three months I spent in any city, yeah, it was like I didn't have to pay for no cab no more. So that was 
you know, a thirty minute cab ride. Right. You know, I'm I'm spending a hundred dollars there and back. You know, just Woo. to just to cab it. You know, and it was all that money went to more alcohol <laughs> and more good times, man. So shout to shout to Aaron, man. And we uh we, we Facebook friends, so I ain't gonna. I ain't yeah. gonna put his last name out there, but <laughs> man, that when I we still laugh about that man. He's, That's funny. He's uh, from my understanding, divorced now. So oh, okay, I, obviously <laughs> some things got in the way. <laughs> Something came but, up, but man, it was it was just amazing to like, and he would really kept it. We kept it so professional, so we're like. If I messed up during the week or I was slacking on something, he'd get on me as a first sergeant would. Mm-hmm. But when the weekends came, all my friends was like, "What you doing tonight? Oh, I'm gonna go see old girl. You hot with old girl? Oh yeah, man, we we kicking it. And like we would even do late night sneakouts, bro. Like like he helping yo. He, he would be like twelve thirty, come knock on my door because we was staying and like we were just there for some months, so we were staying like in a little like rented out barracks, okay, dorm type 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 thing. So we I knock on his door, people like. He 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 would give me the keys after formation. Like had a van out front at one. We gonna go from one to four. You trying to get some ass every night? What you doing? Like he was on, but we got so cool. But that's like my boss. So it was <laughs> my my last year in the military was amazing. I ended up getting a uh, a, a detail where I was the colonel's driver. Uh huh. And I, I got telling to, me that I got to go places like you know Korea for TDY for like four days and Italy. I got to travel the world. Cause I was the the colonel for our brigade. He went to a lot of meetings and different th- seminar like things that that they do. And the driver had to drive people around. So my last year in the military was whew, great A. Whoo man, great that's a, a that's a hell of a story, dog. I don't know if you could top that one, bro. Yo, it's it's the military stories that you know. And imagine when a group of military people get together, like each individual uh, has yeah. has their stories. So it's just story time for each person all night long because it's like the amount of the amount of, of stories that people go through. This is a time where you, you know, you don't went to war with these people. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't protected them, and you know we got to get back to the home. You know, right. so I got your back, you got mine. You know, and it's you build that like unbreakable bond with these people, man. That's like so many people I ain't talked to in years, and it's their phone call away. If I'm in the city, I have friends all the time. They don't don't you live in Dayton? I'm driving down 75 now. I'm yeah, come through, you know. Right. And this is like I ain't seen you in seven years, but it's cool, you know. Right. So the military man is 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 a different it's a different place, man. It's a different beast, but it's something I I cherish, man. I, I that's what's up. I, man. I love that part of my of my life, man. When when things was I was young, wild and free. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and as always, man, we thank you for your service, pimp. Hey, 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 it's nothing. It's nothing. There it is, another episode in the books. Like I said before, man, this is Cinco de Mayo. We tape this joint on the Thursday, so something pop off on Friday, Saturday. I might stop by Elsa's on the way out of ooh, here. Ooh, ooh, might have to do that. Might have to drink. do that. Let me text the wife, tell her we might be, <laughs> might be late. Coming Give me home. a drink. You know what I'm saying? So if something pop off over the uh, weekend and we don't talk about it when you listen to this, now you know why, because, you know what I'm saying, yeah. niggas got shit to do, man. Hey, hey, life, life, life is in the way. You can't make this shit up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Appreciate you listening. Yeah, yeah.